everybody, and welcome to the first episode of Hillcrest High School's Theater Podcast. Today, I'm here with Mr. Long, Mrs. Gremmer, and Mabbit. So you guys probably know these people already, but just in case you don't, Mr. Long teaches like most of the theater classes, kind of the head of the theater department. Gremmer teaches, I think, like the women's one, yeah, and then also does like all the stage crew and cool techie stuff. And then Mabbit is like support staff. She helps with costumes, but also is just supporting in general of everything we do. So today we want to talk about a few different things. We'll be talking about the new school, some shows for next year, maybe some teasers for a few other things. So I guess to start with the new school, you guys can answer however like you would like, but what are your thoughts on us moving into the new school? Like what to expect and maybe what you're most excited for as well. Yeah, no, the auditorium is shaping up really nicely. All the fly rail is already installed. Um, the giant ceiling choir shells are hung we have these really cool things called safety railings that actually like prevent you from falling and dying in different places that did not exist before um that's all really cool um in the thing that i'm probably the most excited for is the new black box theater that we are going to keep calling the little theater because it's homey and reminds us of home. And I a little bit insisted. <laughs> we are the little theater, which is where I'm going to be teaching. That's going to be my classroom. So um, the technical term for it is a black box theater, which means it's a giant black open room. Most of you have seen it if you were helping us move anything into the new school. Um, but that room right now is absolutely packed with absolutely everything that we own as a it's theater. bananas. But once we get it cleared out, it's going to be a really cool space. I think it's going to allow a lot of really cool opportunities this year on the acting side, because it's a small acting space that we haven't really had access to before. And on the technical side, it's a small space that we can actually put technical elements in, in the past, anytime we've done a show in the old little theater, we haven't really been able to add tech to it at all. It's just been, well, we go sit in metal chairs and that's the experience. But now- That's not true because sometimes there's a little tent on the side of the little theater. A little black tent. There's like somebody hunched inside it, turning, <laughs> pushing play on a song. Um, but it's pretty low tech. Then now we have like a full set of LED lights in there, plus a bunch of other lights we have. Um, a soundboard in there we have modular seating which means we can move the seats to any location we want within the room um and I think it's going to be really cool to kind of add everything in the new shop space is really cool um we have access to a lot of different really cool things and and one other thing that I'm really excited about is being in the same hallway as all the other performing arts teachers Instead of us being scattered all across the building, we actually have a space now where we're all together and we get to be with CTE and they're all fun. So CTE and performing arts are going to hang out and it's going to be great. So I think all of those things are getting me really excited. We're definitely going to have a slow start to the beginning of the year, though. It's not going to be perfectly ready when we walk in the door. So it's going to take us some time to get everything in, but I think it's going to be really good. Um, I want to add to that when you were talking about the CTE being with us and stuff. I like that um, 
the element of all of us being together is really cool. All the performing arts classrooms being together, but also all of our classrooms were tucked into corners of the school. Like the music hall was off in a corner. Dance was over in the corner by the athletics building initially. And the theater room is up in the top corner. And I like that because of the way the school is laid out, there's going to be a lot more foot traffic through the performing arts hall. So I think more students will have exposure to the events that we're having, our posters, our, our students in general, just milling around amongst the student body, just a tiny bit more as a, as a group. Um, I think that's going to bring a little bit more um, availability to students who don't do theater to give them an opportunity to see what we're doing or invite them to do it. Mr. Long says no. Why are you saying no? <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to see. I feel like I, I, I'm actually concerned about that just because I, I feel like we're off all on our own. 800 seminary students have to walk through our hall to get to the seminary building every day. Really? Uh-huh. Well, that's Especially good. in winter. Let's go, Mormon kids. Let's so, do it. Hold on to hope there. <laughs> hold on to hope there. And also, my costume storage isn't spread out everywhere. Super duper excited about that. My step count will be lower on my work days, but... <laughs> I guess that last topic was sort of a good segue then into the idea of like what are some things that you're a bit nervous about going into the new building slash what still needs to be done I guess gold <laughs> well we've got the the presidency kids who are coming in the whole week before school starts to try to turn our giant rooms of chaos into some sense of order so um Everybody send the theater presidency your good vibes because they're going to kind of create and decorate and put everything away um, that whole like second week of, of August every day. Um, uh, so that needs to be done before school starts. And, and, to, and probably um, the, like the auditorium will not be available uh once school starts and it'll probably be they'll probably still be working on like like it'll be done like the structure will be done but they'll still be working on like technology and getting the lights and the sound and all the stuff like that working and that might not be available until like october or september um so that'll be like roped off when school starts probably so people can be expecting that i think I don't know how much of a challenge it's going to be, but it's going to be something that we need to expect. And I think everyone kind of does. And that is like just finding our rhythms in how we, first of all, just navigate the building on a day to day. And that's going to happen fairly quickly. I think anyone who's been a freshman before, which everyone has, you, you feel intimidated by this big new space. And within a week, you kind of know your routes and your routines and stuff and get that established. But um, I think that, working on like the mindset of feeling at home in the new space is going to be a little bit tricky. Um, just at first, I think once we start rehearsals or activities or um, just get jumping into our work, we're going to feel, feel the, the hominess of our space pretty quickly because we're the ones who make that, you know what I mean? And I had a moment where I was like moving and I was like, this just feels like a big empty box. It's just, blank walls that I don't know and I don't love them yet or whatever. And then someone wheeled in Mr. Long's two chairs from his office. And I was like, okay, there we go. 
there's the there's the familiarity that we all need and so and that kept happening more and more and more like more of our things that we're familiar with that we love that we have a visual connection to arrived in our space as we were moving and it started feeling more and more like our home so i think that that's something that we have to keep in our brains we got the handprint wall over here's a big secret it almost actually didn't happen we've been telling everybody oh yeah we've got a plan for it we got a plan for it and then we got really scared and it almost didn't happen but some heroes came in and one of them being miss grimmer and we got it off and it's in the new school they're ready to go up so hey that's really good to hear Okay, I guess moving on to the next sort of topic for this episode, it's kind of going to be the shows for next year. So I guess we can probably go show by show, I guess, and answer any yeah. questions about like what to expect, what you're excited for, and what people can start doing right now to get ready for those shows. Well, I guess the first thing we should say, when we announced all of these shows in May at the Cali Awards, we had a caveat there um, that uh, we didn't actually have final contracts for any of these shows and that these could all change. And we warned that more than any other year, these could actually change. There's a whole lot of factors, um, particularly with A Monster Calls and Prince Caspian, because we're doing Utah premieres of those and had to arrange the rights with a bunch of specific rights holders and, and stuff because no one's ever done them before in the state or, or in um, I think they've each had one production in America before now. Um, but the good news is now, as of July 1st, when we're recording this, um, we uh, do have those contracts signed and, and we are uh, good to go with um, Holiday Inn and A Monster Calls and Prince Caspian. We've now committed to them where we've signed contracts. We are good to go for those. Uh, the May show is a different story. We'll get to that later. So the first show is that we're probably going to be talking about is Holiday Inn. So what are you guys most excited for, I guess, about Holiday Inn? So we, um, when we, we spent months trying to choose the, the musical, and one of the things that we... Uh, kept coming back to is um, that we that we wanted to accomplish with this show is we wanted it to be a big celebration. We uh, we wanted the last show of the old auditorium to kind of be a, a giant tribute to all of the the millions of hours of hard work and and passion and uh, legacy that was in that space. And uh, I think Follies accomplished that goal. Um, but then we wanted the first show in the new space to to have kind of a, a different vibe than Follies, and we wanted it to to feel like a giant um, just uh, celebration of our community and everybody coming together to kind of inaugurate this new space, which hopefully will, you know, have another sixty years. Um, in front of it instead of behind it. And so Holiday Inn is kind of just intended to be uh, a giant celebration, which is cool because we've got all these different holidays and, and giant dance numbers and, and costumes and stuff assigned with, with each holiday as it, as it goes through. And it's, it's a show that to me feels uh, just really joyful and celebratory and kind of a big grand opening celebration. Yeah, same. I feel like um, this show offers us a lot of variety and and um, 
in some ways less intimidating for participants than some other shows. And it's a show that not a lot of people know super well. So that's kind of exciting to bring something and introduce it. Um, in, and it's just a really, really bright and fun show. And I think sometimes uh, audiences crave levity. And that's what this show is going to offer. It's just a really bright spot. And I think we're going to try some new things that we haven't done before in terms of scenery. And that should be hopefully not too challenging because obviously also we're going to be doing brand spanking new things with all of our lights and sound and orchestra pit and fly rail. Like everything's going to be so, so new, which is absolutely terrifying. But I think it could be a good, fun balance. Hopefully we keep everything within our means. Uh, <laughs> we, can, we can tackle all of the projects that are presented to us and have it be, I think, a really fun learning experience of like, this is how we enter a brand new space, which I think is something that most high schoolers don't really get is like how to enter a brand new space, but it's something that people do in the professional world all the time. Well, as you guys mentioned, not many people might may have like heard of what Holiday Inn actually is. So I'm gonna present a fun challenge, which is if you were to sum up the show in one sentence, just like someone to someone who doesn't know what it's about, what would that sentence be? This is my favorite game and I'm terrible at it. <laughs> we, need, we can give you guys some time too to think if you need. Yeah, there's going to be some dead air for a second. I'll just like snip it out. It'll be fine. To them, you'll just be thinking so quickly on your feet. It's just going to cut immediately to like you guys having great, spectacular answers. Holiday Inn is about how the arts can help us celebrate and explore life and all its complexities. What? That was beautiful. Way to that go. That was beautiful. Okay, well, there's two options. One is... Um, Boo, you can't have two options. Well, I can because she can cut out the ones she doesn't like. <laughs> um, <laughs> when it's um, about theater, he cannot be brief too much well because they're, they're kind of two different things like one i would say is like dancing through the most joyous moments of the year together and uh the second one is that that line that that is kind of the central focus of like Sometimes you have to stop. What is it? Do you guys know what, to, you know what I'm talking about? Sometimes in the pursuit of happiness, you just need to stop and just be happy. Yeah. And that's what I'm kind of hoping we can do um, with uh, all the kids in the show. You know what I mean? That that we have so many goals and so many things that we like want to achieve through the performing arts and theater and stuff. And and uh, with this show, being able to to I mean, Follies was such a like retrospective of everything and, and lots of thought and stuff going into that. And like, I hoping this one can be a time where we can, we can all stop and, and, and just be happy with each other as we do something that we love uh, and celebrate that joy. I just think um, this is going to become a future classic. Yeah, this is what, I don't know that um, I, I, 
I on our like theater teacher Facebook, I I asked the question if anyone has done it in Utah, any high schools, and nobody has said they have. So I think this is I think I don't have a confirmation on this that this is um, one of uh, three uh, Utah high school premieres um, that we'll be doing this year. Uh, uh, it's it's the story isn't new. The story was an old um, MGM movie, but turning it into a stage show is fairly recent. It was just on Broadway like five years ago, I think. Um, and uh, I think we may be the the first high school in Utah to do this one. But I, yeah, I agree that it, once people start seeing it, they're gonna be like, oh, we want to do that at our school. Okay, I guess then now that we're sort of done with the like, what is the show? What are we excited for? The question now is, what can people be doing right now at this moment? Like they're going to finish listening to the podcast and then what are they going to do to get ready for Holiday Inn? Well, our darling Suzanne Walker has arranged for summer dance class tutorial uh, workshops if people want to sign up for those. And she posted about it on the Hillcrest Theater page, the one that everyone has access to. Um, so you can go there and read her post and get some get some little bit of extra dance training. So there's that. I am a big believer in YouTube vocal training tutorials. I think that there is a lot that can be done with a private vocal teacher in showing you like what you're doing wrong and different techniques that are not correct. Um, but before you even get to that stage, especially if you lack confidence vocally, that there is a lot of things you can be doing to just by like warming up your voice every day and trying to expand your vocal range. So you can sing higher or lower notes than you feel like you already can. Um, just finding a YouTube video that does like full octave ranges up and down and warming up your voice every day is a great way to come into the year feeling more confident in your voice. Also, a boy, Cameron Smith, who's an alumnus and he was in Follies, he started doing a bunch of those tutorials and stuff. That Cameron Smith is on TikTok, not YouTube. That it's is. called Vibe Vocal Studios. V-I-B-E, we're vibing. Yay. Um, another thing um, is something that Mr. Long talks about all the time, and that is your entire body is your instrument. So get into your body. Use your body. Go go play with your friends outdoors. Go on hikes. Try some new workouts. Um, come to refit. <laughs> Whatever it is that, that that resonates with you, but knowing your body helps you um, tell your stories better physically, emotionally, mentally. Just knowing your instrument is really important. Yeah, and just start gathering your friends. We want this to be a giant, like we said, like celebration of... Uh, the new school and everything so we want people from all over the school to come be in it so start gathering all your friends uh and because auditions are going to be pretty quick they're like the third week of school i think the third or fourth so um yeah just start prepping your song you'll need to audition you'll need a uh song that's 30 seconds um from a from a, a like stage musical um, whether you want to be considered for a lead role or just in the ensemble, everyone will need to sing 30 seconds of, uh, a song. Um, 
and it'll probably be since we we probably won't have the auditorium available for auditions it'll probably be in the little theater which means we won't be able to have everybody in there to watch and listen so it might be for one year it might be the easiest musical audition ever because you don't have to do it for everybody <laughs> for anyone like wondering those auditions are scheduled for august 30th through september 2nd and on august 30th and 31st is are the auditions and then callbacks are on september 1st and 2nd so um the auditions are basically august 30th and 31st uh which is uh yeah the third week of of school i guess the list of things to do are check out the dance classes check out the different vocal like things that you can be doing and then get people, other people excited as well. So that the more the merrier. As now that we can, we've kind of finished talking about holiday and we can talk about Prince Caspian. So what should people be expecting for Prince Caspian? Prince Caspian is going to be an event um, that uh, has the potential to be uh, one of the, a, a huge um, community coming together. Um, I think there'll be lots of people and families that will be excited to see this. Um, this adaptation of the novel by C.S. Lewis, which is part, depending on how you look at it, it's kind of part three or four or two, depending on how you look at the chronology of the Chronicles of Narnia. But um and lots of people are familiar and excited with it, but this adaptation of it is not one that skimps on the big spectacle and um, kind of epic parts of the story. Uh, when uh, the lady who made this adaptation, her name is Nicole Stratton, um, from South Carolina, when she she worked with C.S. Lewis's um, stepson who owns all the C.S. Lewis estate right now. When she worked with him, he said, you can't, if, if you want to turn this into a play, you have to do all of the things because those were very important to my stepfather. And so there's parts in the book where like there's sea monster or not sea monsters, sea gods and sea creatures and a giant like, um, uh, channel and then they like Aslan breathes on them and they break open this bridge and then so their house that goes like flying away and and giant battles and obviously like different lands that turn into like they're in a, a train station and then it turns into uh, Narnia and all of those things in the script require them to happen on stage so it's it's and we're just gonna we've decided we've already had um, Mabbit and Grimmert and I uh multiple meetings about this show and we're, we're getting started now on it because it is um from my assessment bigger and grander and crazier than anything that we've done uh in the 15 years that i have been here um and uh, we're bringing in some additional team members to help us with this uh but it is gonna hopefully blow people's minds and kids particularly um will have one of the most magical experiences uh, that they've ever had uh, in the theater or a movie theater. Um, 
And so going to be lots of magic, lots of um, epicness. And uh, we're the very- visual, The visual spectacle, I think, not to overtalk it, because I think that that's easy to do, because in our brains, what we're picturing is just so intense. Um, and the creation process is intense. But I think the visual spectacle um, is what is going to really leave an impact. I guess, Grammar, do you have any thoughts to add, I guess, to what to expect for Caspian? Be terrified in the coolest way. Um, I think that it is going to be something that is going to push us to our limits creatively. And the more people who are willing to jump onto that team and like be involved in making the mat like literal magic it's going to be magic on the stage in our hearts and hopefully visually um that we can get lots of people interested in being involved in that part of the process. Cause I think it's going to be a really cool experience and it's another one. We want everyone to join in. Um, it's going to be a really, really cool thing. So let's get everyone there. And there's a lot of different ways that you're going to be able to be involved with this show. I think in my realm, costume wise, I think that uh, the magic that happens is that I have to conceive of ways for our, our actors to become badgers and mice and centaurs and bears. <laughs> but um, fawns, I don't remember the list fully off the top of my head, but it's a bunch of things that we've never done before. And there is absolutely no chance that I'm putting anyone in like a zip up, hooded onesie with ears on it that's not how this is gonna go so the process of creating something that tells our audience what each character is portraying animal wise and then the actor working in their physicality to emphasize that and tell that story like if they didn't have a costume on would the audience then know so there's responsibility on the actors to explore that and portray that for us and they're also warriors these characters are brave. They're not, they're not just cute little cuddly things. They're people with passion and conviction. And um, it's part of the reason why these characters in the books are so beloved is because of how much like per personality and life they have. Um, so pairing that with costume work, pairing the acting with costume work, and then setting them in the world that um, Grimmert's going to create is what we mean by magic. Like you're not going to necessarily like, there's no wands. You know, it's not that kind of magic, but um, we're excited for people to come, the students to come be a part of it and for the parents and volunteers in our community to come help us create it. Yeah, we're going to we're gonna need a whole lot of staff in this show as far as um, students and from all over the school and athletes and stuff to play all our different warriors and centaurs and um, giants. There's giants in it and fun stuff like that. Um, and it's the thing that I'm super excited about is it's like it to me, it hits this really cool um, balance of like, I love doing theater for our community that they haven't already seen eight different times. 
sometimes our community, it feels like they want to see the same things that they've seen before. And they're like, why haven't you done this show or that show? Um, but I feel like this is a good mix of those those two. Like I love creating theater, like telling stories that 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 are are new to people and stuff. This is a great one because, like we said, like no one's done this, no one's seen this as a play before, but it is still a familiar title, and people are familiar with the world of Narnia, and uh, so it's it's one of those comfortable things. I think people will want to bring their families to because they know what they're they're getting into and stuff. Um, but at the same time, it will be a new theatrical experience while also being something that people are, are comfortable with and, and um, excited to see. So I'm really excited about that. Um, and it's also one of those things, uh, people have been my student before, heard me talk about this all the time, that um, uh, is going to be, the reason why we're doing it is because it is so hard that I, I, I think it's too difficult. And I, I actually had a meeting with Grimmer and Mabbitt this summer where I went over, we, Mabbitt and I went over to Grimmer's house and I said, look, I actually think this is too hard for us to do. And I think maybe we should consider doing a different show. Um, and then I was like, now I, I know, I was like, as soon as I say that out loud, that means that like, I have to do it, but like, this is going to be tough. We've never, this is going to be really, really difficult to do like in the realms of something like Starlight Express and, and, and stuff like that. Um, and they said, okay, well then you, like we've created a, a, a culture at Hillcrest where once we realize something's going to be too hard for us, we then have to do it. So we all agreed, said, okay, well, we'll do it. Um, we still don't know yet exactly how we're going to accomplish a lot of these things, but we're going to do what it, takes and bringing the people to help us and and create a completely new experience that uh is really scary but i love doing hard things and i love doing difficult things and i love doing scary things so i guess kind of segueing from that then in doing these hard things and these scary experiences how can students start preparing for prince caspian and all, all of the challenges to come on the student end of things get into your body understand your instrument we need that we need that instrument that's what this show needs. We need people to understand what their instrument is. Yeah, it's gonna be very, very, very physical. Um, uh, and so do all sorts of athletic stuff this summer and leading up to auditions. Auditions won't be till December, but we're gonna need lots of um, people of all sorts. I mean, if you're not super athletic, you have to feel like, well, crap, I can't do this show. But um, there's such a variety of, of roles and, and things, but we will need a lot of really great athletic people and. Um, Even people yeah. with a slight build have an important role in this, and that's kind of part of the story, is that there we have everything from giants to mice, and the mice are some of the strongest warriors. So it's, it's not about body size, it's not about athleticism necessarily, but knowing what how to use your body, regardless of your body type, is super duper important. Yeah, and the other thing I'd say, obviously, is, well, maybe it's not obvious, to me it's obvious, is uh, read the book. Um, yeah. It's it's a pretty easy read. It's nothing like the Hunchback of Notre Dame, um, as far as length and, and uh, it's not that depth of it. <laughs> um, so, like, uh, I think Porter was saying the other day that he read it again, like, in a day. Um, it'd probably take me a couple days, but pull out your old copies of the Chronicles of Narnia and and read Prince Caspian. If you've got more time, read The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Kind of sets up the main characters 
uh, into that. Um, I, I believe Zoe and I will be doing some future podcasts about the novel, kind of similar to the Hunchback of Notre Dame ones from last year, where we kind of lead you through the novel. So listen to those podcasts and read that is the other thing I'd say to do to prepare. Yeah, we'll be having more series on Prince Caspian. And that also brings me to our next show, A Monster Calls, which we'll also be having a few more podcast episodes on. So A Monster Calls, this is kind of repetitive, but the question again is what to expect and what you're excited for about this show. So A Monster Calls will be, um, uh, we're not actually going right now in chronological order. So we did Holiday Inn, which is in November, and then we skipped up to Prince Caspian, which is in March, because those are the two shows that everybody um in the school can audition for and hopefully will be a part of um now monster calls will be performed in january but it is uh the productions company that will be performing that when stage crew um debuting our uh, new black box theater in the little theater um and uh it'll be the first show performed in there we will prob probably have like shakespeare night and a couple concerts in there before January, but it'll be our first big production um, in the new little theater. Uh, and that'll be from January, like I said, by the, the productions company. So auditions for that aren't open to everyone. Productions company's already created. So we will start working on that as soon as school starts in the productions company class. But for those of you that will be coming to watch it, um, uh, what you can expect is an absolutely uh, fully Im like immersive, emotionally immersive um, theatrical experience. Um, this is a play that, uh, so it's, it's based on a, a novel that was written, I think in like 2011, 2012, um, won a whole bunch of, of awards this novel. Uh, it's um, about a, a, a young man in, in the United Kingdom who uh, his mother is in the hospital and, and uh, I think he's like 12 or 13 uh, and he's uh, living his life dealing with, with that and stuff. Um, uh, it's a very beloved novel in the short amount of time that it's been uh, on this earth. Uh, it's been turned into a movie already that has been very effective uh, and beloved by people who've seen it. And then just a couple of years ago in the summer before COVID hit, the Old Vic Theater, which is is, is very historic and, and, and progressive uh, as far as theater terms are concerned, theater in, New, in uh, London, they got permission to create an adaptation with their company. They kind of devised this theatrical script for the novel uh, together as a company with a playwright and the, the novelist like in the room and they turned it into a piece of theater. And I saw that in a few summers ago in, in London. Uh, and it was just such a beautiful, beautiful experience. And it was one of the big um, talks of the town in London that summer. Uh, about how uh, beautiful it was and how powerful it was and how it kind of helped everyone see the power of theater in our, our lives as human beings. Um, and then it, it, it was like a sold out run in London at the Old Vic. And so talk was coming of taking it on tour throughout the UK. It's already planned on starting a tour in America uh, next 
like next year in 2022. Um, but because of COVID, kind of some of those plans got got halted and then the normal pipeline of getting a show through to like Broadway and stuff like that kind of got halted. And so I've been in talks with them for over a year now asking like, hey, I saw this. Can I do this at this high school in Salt Lake City? Um, it's not available for licensing anywhere else. I just have to talk to the authors and talk to the old Vic specifically. Um, and like I said, it's been over a year of talking to them, but we have a contract signed and they said, yeah, go ahead and do this. I mean, we're kind of stalled right now on, on our, our big national tour that we're going to do and, and uh, maybe getting it to Broadway in the future. But um, in the meantime, go ahead and you guys do it. Um, so this is exciting. Um, this is uh, a new script. It'll be the premiere, just like Prince Caspian. Uh, the the Utah premiere, not even just Utah high school premiere, but will be the first theater company in Utah to do a Monster Calls. Same with Prince Caspian, um, and uh, it's it's hopefully going to be very special. In the like we already talked about, we're very excited about the little theater and the possibilities in that space, but also the intimacy of that space. Um, for anyone who's seen a show or been in a show that was in the old little theater, there's just something different and and uh, not necessarily in a better or worse way, but it's very different than being in the large auditorium. The experience that you have in there uh, is kind of just different and it's, and it's special. And we're hoping to bring that into the, the new little theater. I think a monster calls is the perfect show for that um, for people to, to get together small amounts of people, hundred people each night and go on this very human journey Um with our productions company that I think will be very memorable and life-changing. I think that's a pretty good introduction to anyone who might be coming to watch it. And then I guess that brings us to the topic of the next productions company show after Monster Calls of The May Show and what that may be. Yeah. Surprise! Surprise! <laughs> um, okay, so this is... Um, coming as a surprise to everybody well it's not a surprise if you listen to what we said which is we could change things we are going to be changing the may show we announced in uh last may at the cali awards that the productions company would be performing the mystery of edwin drood the musical in may and we have decided uh for a couple of different reasons that uh that's probably not the best uh choice for um our school and our company at this time we did actually have the rights to perform it but i just we just felt like it's 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 not the show for right now um and uh this show uh is the productions company show in may so this will be one again that that uh isn't open for everybody to audition to to audition for uh and this will mark the official announcement of this but do you need uh a drum roll or anything yeah i think we <laughs> no. do Okay, no. but I don't have a drum, so. So we can <laughs> put one in. For the fourth and final show of the uh, 2001, no, 2021-2022 Hillcrest uh, theater season, we have uh, secured the rights to perform uh, the Tony Award winner for Best Musical of 2014 which is called A Gentleman's Guide to Love and Murder. 
I don't know if you've heard of that particular show. Um, it's still pretty new and, and fresh in the musical theater scene. Um, it is uh, a rare uh, Tony-winning best musical in that it is a pretty uh, full-out farcical comedy musical, which is a genre that uh, we don't approach too often, so I'm excited for that. Um, it's a pretty crazy um, acting and singing challenge. It's it's in a, a singing style that is... Uh, a little bit different than the contemporary mix um, stuff that uh, we that it, modern musical theater usually does. So that's exciting. Um, lots of acting challenges um, with the ensemble playing a whole lot of different things, and and one of the actors plays uh, like nine different characters, costume changes all over the place, and it it's 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 kind of hysterical and the plot of it uh revolves around uh an heir to uh like a like a a british rich family like dynasty i guess you would say um and uh he is kind of a he doesn't realize he's he's an heir to that that his family kind of comes from a poorer upbringing he doesn't realize uh that he's an heir until after his mother dies and and a relative tells him and there's like nine or ten people standing between him and getting all of that money and then he discovers that if he just you know arranges for each one of their deaths then he will end up being the heir to this grand inheritance which is funny death is funny in this play um the, the plot just basically follows that and, and the two women that this heir, Monty is his name, and, and then there's kind of two other main female characters in the in the story that um, he kind of uh, goes between as far as his, like, love interest, but also their role in uh, his life and the, the inheritance and, and stuff like that. Um, and it's just goofy. It's just a goofy, goofy, goofy show. Um, we're going to be doing that in the black box in May. Uh, and it's going to be quite the challenge as there are a whole lot of different... Uh, each each relative of his dies in a different dramatic way, including falling off of like a 20-story building and falling through the ice as they're ice skating or being decapitated by... Um, a, a dumbbell uh, And so we're going to make all these things happen In the little theater in very creative ways It's not going to be a very literal show In how we um, design it um, But it's also not going to be like Symbolic Minimalism stuff It's going to be goofy Crazy, colorful um, Just really fun theater And a whole different vibe Than than the other things So I'm super excited about this um, It's not very often that we get to do A Tony winning best musical and One that audiences aren't super Familiar with So I love I love doing pieces The audiences don't already know the ending They don't know what's going to happen um, and, and they're going to love this um, uh, Especially our audiences that are clamoring For kind of more lighter fun stuff um, The thing that I am most excited about Is 
that uh, with this kind of locking into our fourth slot, it makes for probably the most diverse season in recent memory uh, as far as theatrical styles at Hillcrest. Um, We're going to start with Holiday Inn, which is kind of a good old-fashioned musical comedy, um, and then do a, a really... A Monster Calls in slot two, which is kind of a, a heavier, more minimalistic, um, thoughtful play, which is kind of our bread and butter. And then uh, in March with slot three, we're going to do a giant fantasy um, epic uh, war piece that with Prince Caspian that families will, will love. Um, and then end with a giant a new farce. Uh, and like I said, a story the audiences don't know, um, but just with a comedy style that is completely over the top and, and, and kind of crazy. Um, so with those, those four pieces, there's their, uh, their mood and their, their feel and what they will require of performers are all greatly different from each other. And then when you add on to that, some Shakespeare that we'll do at the beginning of the year. Um, and, uh, I'm assuming we'll probably find a really cool uh, realism, naturalism-centered one act, as we usually do, um, and that hits all of our bases. Um, six very different types of of theater. So, brace yourselves for some really great theater education this year for the students, as you'll you'll have to take the skills that you know and apply them in a variety of different styles and genres. Um, And uh, audiences, brace yourselves for some very different theater. Um, All four of those shows, also Holiday Inn and Monster Calls, Prince Caspian, and A Gentleman's Guide to Love and Murder, although they're all familiar titles, and they're all things that I think the whole family will love, um, they're also all not your standard fare that you see all the time on Utah stages. So I'm very excited for audiences to experience kind of four new and special and unique theatrical experiences, but also they're familiar stories. Um, and they are, uh, things you can bring the whole family to all four of them. And or, well, I hope that our season ticket will uh, have a bump in sales this year as it's going to be a really great season for families and the community also. So with that final announcement, that is our our full season for 2021-2022 to inaugurate our new Performing Arts Center. And we're very excited about all of them. I guess to wrap it all up, since most of you guys listening will be hearing from Mr. Long much more if you keep listening to these episodes, I want to give an opportunity to Grammar and Mabbit, I guess, to give some parting words of like, I guess, last thoughts slash last words of advice to this new department that's going to be next year. Um, I'll just say that, um, you know, I think all of us who had spent time in the old building felt a lot of like some 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 grief or mourning are um, letting go of our spaces and now that that has occurred I think that um, we're starting to I am and I know that like the directing team here and and uh, some of the students already are starting to feel this new energy this anticipation and excitement for what we're about to create what we're about to embark on and I think that um, this season we have set ahead of us with Shakespeare team, the four shows, and then our region state team is going to be a really great launching pad. 
And I'm really excited for um, the students this year and next year to kind of be like the new first to, to start new traditions. And while having the ability to incorporate old traditions as well, I think that the way we're going to weave those two things together is going to be really, really beautiful. And I'm really excited to see how that plays out. Yeah, I was just going to say kind of along those same lines, like sometimes change is really hard, but I think when we open ourselves up to change, it allows us some really amazing opportunities to learn new things about ourselves and what we're capable of doing and, and um, the path that we kind of want to like take our life down lives down. Um, And I think that that's really important to open up our minds and our sometimes aching hearts to all the new possibilities we have ahead of us. And I'm really excited. And I'm sure there's going to be moments this year that are really stressful because we have so many new things or things that didn't quite happen the way we thought they were going to with the new building or moving or all sorts of stuff. But um, there's a lot of really cool opportunities that we have. Um, And I'm excited to find new people who have never really thought about theater before, but are interested in in some of the many different areas that we have. Um, I'm excited for all the different opportunities we have the whole year to interact with the rest of the performing arts department. And I think it's just going to be a really fun year. I'm ready to get going and have a party with all of you. I guess then we can kind of start wrapping up this episode. So having talked about all those shows, I guess that was kind of the episode for today. But some teasers for future episodes are that we're going to be doing some mini series on each of those different shows that we've talked about, like A Monster Calls, Prince Caspian, and The May Show. And then also there's going to be an upcoming episode about the Shakespeare team. So keep your eyes, well, I guess your ears out for that episode. Just as a a little bit of information before we go, auditions for that um, are on August 20th. So it's the first Friday of school, right when school opens. Um, and, uh, you will need a, a 60 second Shakespeare monologue, a monologue from Shakespeare to audition for that. Um, and we're going to be doing physicality auditions for people who don't want to do any Shakespeare speaking. So even if you want to be part of the team, but don't feel comfortable doing a monologue, you can just do the physicality audition also. Um, So more details on that coming in our next uh, episode, but in case you wanted to start prepping for that, that's some information and and Shakespeare team is going to be just so great this year. And I'm so excited. Hey, so thank you guys all for your time and everyone listening. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for the next episodes. Mm -hmm.